Hello, 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 beautiful people. I am back with another episode, y'all. Today is Saturday. It is beautiful outside. Here in Columbus, Ohio, it is actually 62 degrees, y'all. And today's date is April the 25th. Can you guys believe that we are already in the end of April of 2020? I am so thankful to be able to be able to actually wake up, um, which God allowed me to wake up and see another day. You know, his mercies are new every day, y'all. No, I did not. For those of you who are normal followers and subscribers, that I did not upload an episode yesterday. Um, But I told you guys in my introduction that sometimes God, he moves in different ways. And, you know, our thoughts and his thoughts are not the same. His ways and our ways are not the same, you guys. So I told you guys there will be some time where I'm, you know, I'm going to put a little ranch in there and change some things up based off of God and how he, um, you know, and the Holy Spirit wants me to move. So therefore, I will also on Saturdays or maybe other days, I will be also doing... um, study Saturdays where we would get different books of the Bible and study um, based off of different devotionals and everything that I'm currently reading. And I am now reading um, one today that I truly believe that it will bless many people. Um, People meaning man, woman, girl, boy, everyone. None is discriminated any of that. So this is for everybody, y'all. Even your kids, let your kids listen to it. And I promise you, I'm going to explain it in a way that even a child can understand. Um, And the title of this one today will be New Life in Christ. New Life in Christ. Um, I will give you guys a couple seconds. Um, Hopefully you have a notebook or a pen or something. You can take a little notes Um, And for those that um, don't have it, it's okay. You can always replay this podcast when you do get a pencil and paper and take you some notes and share this um, episode also with others as well. So I'm going to be coming out of the book of Colossians. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background on the book of Colossians. The author is the Apostle Paul. Um... And he's actually the one who wrote Colossians and three other letters as well. And, you know, maybe be familiar with some of you. And that's Ephesians, Philippians, and Philemon. He also wrote, and he wrote these. The the significant part also about this is that Paul wrote this while he was awaiting trial, while he was waiting to go to trial um, for being falsely accused. And he wrote these while he was in prison. I don't think y'all heard me. He wrote these while he was locked up in prison. Um, And, you know, we all have, we have to understand and be able to know what do we need to do when we're locked up, when we're in bondage, when we're, you know, feel like we're, you know, chained up to the things of the world. We need to reach out. We need to worship God. We need to still share the good news. Even being locked up, he still had, 
you know, the faith and the determination to move even out of his situation that he was currently in, being locked up in prison, awaiting trial to share the good news and to, you know, set others free. Even while he was locked up, he had that much faith. And that's the same kind of faith that we got that, you know, we all need you guys. We really do. I mean, sometimes I lack it. I really do. I'm not going to sit on here and pretend like I don't. I lack faith. I have lack of faith sometimes. But understanding and meditating on his word and knowing what his word says and knowing that his word does not go back to him void and understanding the promises, you have to read his word to understand and to know those things so that you can walk in faith by his word and believe in, in him. Um, so Paul, um, is the one who wrote this book and he wrote it while he was in prison. And though Paul had never visited the Colossian church, the troubling news he received about them caused him to write and remind them of the truth about Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior you know, that's what he, you know, that was his whole motto and, you know, of getting the news out and everything. So I just wanted to share that with you guys as well. And I'm going to be coming out of the book of Colossians chapter three, verses one through four, um, chapter three, verses one through four. And again, I titled this, um, new life in Christ from a devotional that I'm reading, but I'm also going to, like I say, break it down as simple as I can so that even a child can understand this. Um, even unbelievers as well. Um, I, I'm, we, I'm trying to set some people free, set some captives free, um, you know, get people out of bondage as well. And that's my whole motive. And that's a calling that I actually have. And I'm going to make sure I walk in that calling. And I pray that you guys do the same. Um, so we're coming out of, and this is an NIV version Bible that I have. It's a study Bible, um, that I'll be reading from, and I'm going to start at the verse, verse number one, chapter three. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Verse two, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse three, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse four, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Um, profound. Just those four verses is profound. Um, I'm going to elaborate more. And when we decide to follow Jesus, we then at that point have been raised to a new life in Christ. Now, maybe some of you guys are probably wondering like, you know, what's new life in Christ? What does new life in Christ mean? New life in Christ means we are to seek things above. Now, if you can remember, I just read in Colossians 3 and 1, it says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things above where Christ is 
sitting at the right hand of God. We must be reminded of Jesus dying on the cross for us, for you and me, for everybody. And we can't forget about the other part of him also dying is also about his resurrection from the dead, which is also another profound memory and something that we should carry with us every single day of Christ dying for you and me and his resurrection. When he rose, we were also raised to a new life in Jesus. We must also say yes to him. I'm going to read that again. When he rose from the dead, that is, we were also raised from the dead, from our old ways, from our old thinking, to a new life in Jesus. That alone gives me goosebumps, gives me chills to know that when he died, we were we also and supposed to die to old ways and to old things. He died for us. Remember, he was without sin. He died for us. He did that for you and for me. He died to our old ways, our old habits, our old thoughts. He did that for you and me. He did. And then once he was raised, which is the other significant part, when he was raised, we were also raised. It wasn't just Jesus raising from the dead, y'all. It was us also raised with him to a new life in Jesus. We must also say yes to him. And what does that mean? Saying yes to Jesus, what does that mean? It means making the choice to follow him. Making the choice to follow him. We have to make the choice to follow Jesus. That's a choice. He gives us free will. So that's a choice. Either you're going to do it or either you're not. But my advice to you is to say yes to him. Follow him. Please follow him. Saying yes to him is also, it's not an easy thing. I'm not going to sit on here and pretend like, oh, it's easy. No. Saying yes to him is a process. It is. Our old life is gone. Start with the things that brings us temporary joys and sorrows in this world. What do I mean by that? Things that bring us temporary joys, example, would be going out partying or, you know, doing things of the world. Um, that can be as simple as may seem to other people is to continue to listen to old music that is not, you know, pleasing and pleasing to our father's ears and pleasing in his sight. Those things bring us temporary joys. You know how, you know how y'all can be. I've been there too, or I should do my club days and we be feeling that you be hearing and you feel that one song and it gets you there. You be like, yeah, okay. All right. All right. I'm feeling it. And you feel you turn into a whole new person, a whole new different person, but not a new life, your, your life and your mentality doesn't be of Christ. It be of the enemy. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It be of the enemy. So those are things that bring us temporary joys. Temporary is temporary and permanent is two different things. Total two different like night and day. Temporary is going to eventually go away. I'm promise you it's going to eventually go away and permanent are things to stay. So I'll get to that point and the temporary sorrows. So like temporary sorrows, an example of that can be, you know, being with a person that 
brings us, does not lift us up, um, does not build us up, does not speak positive things over our life, is not encouraging to us. Temporary sorrows is being with a person or even, it's not, you can't even be a being with a person like relationship-wise, boyfriend, girlfriend, or friends that can be um, family members. Also, that brings us temporary joy, temporary, I'm sorry, sorrow, where, you know, we have things that bring us sorrow. We really do, but it don't stop there. That's the good thing about it. You can make a choice, like I said, to follow him, follow Jesus so that you don't have, you know, things that are temporary joys, temporary sorrows, because when you follow and make the choice to say yes to him and follow Jesus, those temporary joys and sorrows that are in this world will no longer be temporary. It would be permanent, you know, permanent. Uh, You probably wonder, like, what's a permanent sorrow? You know, a permanent, it it all depends on how you look at it. A permanent, like, it was, yeah, it's sorrow. It brings sorrow to our minds when we know that Jesus was beat and, 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 and talked about and spit on for our iniquities and for our transgressions and for our sins and for everything that we have ever done and going to do. That brings me sorrow to know that he had to be on that cross and die for me and you and sweated blood and tears for me and you. It brings my heart sorrow. But I would rather have a permanent sorrow knowing that it's in Christ versus a temporary sorrow any day, any day. So I just wanted to share that part with you guys and make him your life. Colossians 3 and 4 says, when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Often this isn't true for us. Really, it really ain't y'all. Jesus might be a part of our life, but he isn't our life. That says, I simply said, make him your life. In Colossians 3 and 4 says, when Christ, who is our life, our life, not a part of our life, it clearly says our life appears, then you will also will appear with him in glory. Many of us often think that because we, you know, when we become Christians and followers of Christ, we should supernaturally change. No, it like I said in the beginning, it's a process, y'all. It's a process. It's a walk. Remember when Jesus walked the earth? It was a process. He had to go through different cities and places, and he did so many miraculous things and healings, and, you know, he pro spoke over individuals' lives. He healed. He did a lot of things. He taught. And that was a process. It didn't change overnight. He walked the earth. He walked. He went to and from and where. He did these things. And it was a process. He didn't heal, you know. um, He did it over a, a series of times. It wasn't just in one day he healed, you know, everybody that it talks about in the Bible in one day. No, it was a process. He walked. So it's not, it, it, it's not a supernaturally change. It's a process. So I hope that brings, you know, some of you guys comfort as well to know it's a process. No, it does not overnight happen. When your gaze, and I have a couple questions at the end for you guys to just for you personally, where is your gaze set? 
remember in the beginning, um, when I first started speaking, I said that, you know, how we are supposed to say yes to him. And I spoke about, you know, the new life in Christ and I explained it. What is your gaze set on? Where is your focus set on? Where is your focus set on? Are you set on things of temporary or permanent? And then the second question you can ask yourself, when it comes to your life in Christ, do you invite Jesus into all of your life or do you invite him just part of it? Remind you, that verse says, when Christ, who is our life? Our life is simple as that. Our life, everything from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Our life, everything, every choice, every decision that you make, everything, that's our life. Or is he just a part of it? Or is he just a part of your morning only when you get up and make you a cup of coffee and go to work or um, help your kids with homeschool work or talk on the phone? Um, he, is he a part of that? Or, and, but he's not a part at night? Or he's not a part of when you decide to do something that's not of him? He's not a part of that though, right? Make him your life. Simple. Make him your life, y'all. It's a choice. You have a choice. I pray um, that this has blessed someone. Many of you share with your kids, share with other family members. Um, I'm going to do the second part. Um, it's a four series, four part series. So the next one I'm going to do is next Saturday or probably be before next Saturday. Just if you subscribe and follow, you'll get the notifications, um, when that second part will be coming to new life in Christ. So just stay tuned, um, to the next one. I love you guys so much. I pray once again that this has blessed somebody. This is a word for somebody. Um, Stay tuned to the next one. I will, of course, pray at the end, as I always do. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you. God, we thank you for your son. We thank you that we have a choice and that we also have a choice to have a new life in your son, Jesus. We thank you for him coming to die for us, Lord. We thank you for everything that you have done. Father, I pray that those who don't have you over their entire life, that they invite you into their entire life and not just part of their life, Father. Lord, I thank you for this word that you have given us. I thank you for setting aside my ways and my thoughts and to allow your Holy Spirit to guide and lead me to give your people your word. I pray that this blesses someone more, even if it's just one, I pray that it blesses someone. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your, your faithfulness. I thank you for your son, Jesus, for dying and resurrecting for us for that we can have a new life and be dead to our old. Lord, I love you. We thank you. I pray and I call all these things done in your son, Jesus. Precious, precious name we pray. Amen. I love you guys. Stay tuned to the next episode. Love you guys. Bye.